Again, for the next few moments, I'm dealing with this topic, I need more, I need more. I've been having a delightful journey dealing in this for the past. Now this is the 12th iteration of this message, I need more. One of the things that I've come to recognize that as, as Moses is here, Moses is looking to God and he is seeking God's face now. He's seeking to be in God's presence. But something deeper is going on, just more than just wanting to have a deeper position in God. He's not simply there to pray and to grow personally. A lot of times people into prayer time, the prayer chamber, it is for their individual growth, it's for their individual development, it's to make them better, it's to help them become what God wants them to be. And that, that is perfectly fine and it is in order. Every believer ought to be praying about him or her own self that you can be what God wants you to be. But in this case, Moses is not really asking for himself. This is not simply a prayer for intimacy. God, I need more because I want to be more intimately close with you. Yes, that is implied by the prayer, but it's not the crux of the prayer. This is not a prayer for intimacy as much as this is a prayer for intercession. Moses is praying as an intercessor. He's not praying just to be intimate with God, but he is interceding with God. He is not there just for himself. He is praying for somebody else. He is there asking God to show me your glory, but not for glory's sake, not for my sake, not that I can come up and tell everybody that I've had a great experience with God and give my testimony of God's goodness. No, not that I just will be able to walk on a higher plane than other people or have a mountaintop experience that others don't have. God, I need to intercede. I need, this is a prayer of intercession. This is not simply a prayer of intimacy. And I know you're looking at me now and say, Reverend, what are you talking about? Because see, Moses is asking God to see God's glory, not for glory's sake, but Moses is praying for somebody else. And let me say this to you. Some of the best times of your prayer life will be when you are in prayer for others. And it may just be that the prayer you're praying is a prayer they can't pray. Others may not have the position with God in order to get the prayer through. And it may not be their purpose in the earth realm in order to pray that prayer either. But you may be in a position to pray with God, to leverage your favor with God on behalf of somebody else. You may be in a position to call upon the name of the Lord so that you can see God work in a way that God cannot work unless somebody who has favor is using 
their favor for someone else. It is not that they deserve it. It is not that they've done anything meritorious to get it. It's not that they're so right or so righteous. They may be wrong as two left shoes. They may be out of bounds. They may have messed up. They may have sinned. They may have fallen short. They may even be wicked in your sight. You may look at them and be mad at them and angry with them, but there may be a prayer you can pray on their behalf that they can't get through that will position them to be forgiven by God so that they can be in right relationship with God. Because there are some places where God will allow you to go in intercession where others can't follow. Everybody can't go behind the veil. Everybody can't enter the glory cloud. Everybody can't enter the secret place. Everybody can't talk to God in the intimate moments. Everybody does not have an anointing to walk in the matter of fact, there are some people that are afraid in the presence of God. They get unnerved when God's power starts to move. It doesn't mean they don't love God. It just means that they're not in a position in their mind yet to receive the fullness of God and the divine revelation of God because they're not in a place. You cannot leave them out. You need to bring them in in your prayer. Uh, Moses was praying for people that really were afraid to be but so intimate with God. Uh, How do you know that, Reverend? If you look to Exodus chapter 20, verses 18 through 21, you'll see how the people felt in the presence of God. Exodus 20 tells us this. Exodus 20, 18 through 21. Now all the people witnessed the thunderings the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. Then they said to Moses, you speak with us and we will hear, but let not God speak with us lest we die. Matter of fact, what they're saying is Moses will use you as our intercessor because we're afraid to get too close to God lest God's presence kills us. Verse 20, and Moses said to the people, do not fear for God has come to test you and that his fear may be before you so that you may not sin. So the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near the thick darkness where God was. Oh, help me somebody. Somebody has to be in a position not to be afraid to get close to heaven. Somebody has to be in a position not to get afraid, be afraid to get deep. And sometimes when deep calls under deep, you might have to walk into the glory cloud and ask God, God, I need a favor from you. I need a miracle in my life. I need you to do something for me I can't do for myself. Everybody, I hate to say it, everybody's not in a position to believe God in that manner. And don't you look down your long nose because God has suffered it to be so that you feel comfortable 
comfortable in the presence of God. What you need to do is thank God that you've already got a revelation of God that you're willing to get close to God. But don't you dare be lazy about it. You need to be in prayer talking to God because if God has exposed you to his divine revelation, he has never exposed you to revelation that he didn't want acted upon. He has never exposed you to knowledge that he didn't want you to use. He's never exposed you to wisdom that he didn't want to work in your life and on behalf of others. If God has opened you up to revelation knowledge, it is never for yourself. It is always for those that love him. Oh, I feel like teaching tonight. Moses is is afraid. See, what, what Moses is not asking for intimacy, he's in the midst of intercession. What he's not asking for divine interest. I, I don't want just God to be interested in me and in us. I want God's involvement. And so what you hear Moses saying, God, show me your glory. What Moses is really saying is, God, I need a revelation from you right now. I need a revelation. I need, I need you to do something now. I need you now. I need a revelation. I need you now. God, I need, I need to know where you are in this situation right now. I, I, know, I know what you've said in the past, but some things have transpired since you said it. Some sins have been committed since you promised it. A falling away has taken place since you said it. Some folk have denied your presence since you spoke it. Some folk have gone against your express will since you said it. And so God, I need to know by divine revelation what is going on now and where do we stand today? You, you know, I, I need to say this because folk need to get this in their spirit. You know, I know I wish everybody was going to live holy every day all the time. And we do have the power to do so. We, 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 we New Testament saints, we have the power to live right because we do have the Holy Spirit. Amen. But, but I'm so glad that God does not throw away folk just because they mess up. See, y'all, y'all, I'm trying to bless somebody right now. See, I know there are folk in your life that you think, well, you know, they all, they all, they've already had enough chances, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, t- I told you what Cat Williams said when they asked him about talking about somebody else's sin. Cat said, I'm on my, my second, fifth chance right now. Let me tell you something, you, you better realize that the only reason you even here tonight is the grace of God.
The only reason you know who Jesus is is the grace of God. The only reason you know how to pray is the grace of God. And if the Lord took away his hand from you and didn't cover you, you would be a whole hot mess. You would be so jacked up, toe up from the flow up, we wouldn't even recognize you. You'd be the real you, not the you you put on in church. You'd be the real you, not the clothes you're wearing right now. You'd be the real you. You'd be the real showing up, show enough we find out what kind of hoochie mama you used to be we find out what kind of roaming romeo you used to think you were we'll find out how you used to think you were billy d williams and god's gift to women even though you were ugly as sin we'll find out just who you really were if god's grace i'm, I'm sorry was not upon you i i digress i didn't mean to go there i just I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to, but here it is, Moses seeks a revelation and he wants to know something from God. Now why, why Moses do you need a revelation? Well, they sinned and their sin caused me to sin. So even if you don't just do it for them, I also need you to do it for me. Now, wait a minute, well, ho, ho, what you talking about, Reverend? Because I see some of y'all, your minds are clicking. You're like, what do you mean Moses saying? Yeah, he's saying. It ain't the first time. We are talking about a fellow who was guilty of capital murder. This ain't his first mess up. What, what do you mean? Listen, when Moses comes down from the mountainside and he sees that they have made a calf of gold, Moses has a fit and he starts cutting up. Matter of fact, he gave him just one step shy of a Jim Jones Kool-Aid. Y'all think I'm, it's in the Bible? He ground it up and put it in water and demanded them to drink their sin. Yeah, I'm teaching the word now. Some of y'all that haven't read your Bibles, you're like, is that in the book? Is that in the book? Jesus, keep, I must not be reading my Bible closely enough. I... Here it is. But not only does he do that, when Moses comes down and sees that they have sinned, he is carrying two tablets upon which the very hand of God has written the Ten Commandments. And Moses gets so upset that he throws it down and breaks up the tablets upon which God's hand is written. So when Moses prays, and he's asking God to show him glory. He's not praying just about getting close to the Lord. He's praying for people that have sinned, who had a promise attached to their lives of God's presence going with them when they went among their enemies. And he wants to know, God, are you still going to do what you said you were going to do? Are you still going to be with us the way you said you were. 
And, and Lord, while you're at it, if you don't mind, uh, this ain't in the book. This is in between the lines. While you're at it, if you don't mind, can you rewrite those <laughs> commandments one more time? Now, now it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't directly in the book, but it is implied in the answer from God. So Moses wants revelation. So what does he want? There are three things that Moses asked God for and three things that God shows us in Revelation. The first revelation that God gives us when we seek him and we can learn these lessons from Moses. First revelation God gives him is the revelation of God's personal character. God gives him revelation of his personal character. God wants to show him who he is. Now, whenever you use the word revelation biblically, you have to understand that it's not simply just the uncovering or the bringing to light of something that was hidden or obscure. But in biblical terms, when we talk about God's revelation, what we're talking about is the revelation of supernatural revelation of God's purpose and God's plans. We're, we're, we're talking about God giving revelation of his purpose and plans. So what Moses is seeking when he's seeking God's revelation is he's seeking God's purpose and plan. So by asking God to show him his glory, what he's asking God is, show me your purpose and plan in the earth realm in an intimate way so that I can know you're with me. Now, I've already given up that which you gave me as a visible sign of your presence because you've already told me that these tablets were important. I broke them. And I know that your angel has withdrawn from us. So God, I need to see your glory because I need to know that a part of you is going on the journey with us so that we will make it alive. Are you following me now? Moses wants to get God's personal understanding of who God is. And in so doing, asking for the very character of God, Moses recognizes that Getting God's character in is, is a way to know where God is at the given moment. I, I need to know, Lord, well, can I put it like this? I need to know that whatever you're getting ready to do in this season, you won't do it without me. I need to know. what Whatever you're doing in this season, you, 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 you won't, you, you, please, God, don't, 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 don't do it without me. Don't, don't do it without, don't do it without us, God. We, we need to know you, you're going to be with us. We, we need to know you, we need to know that, that you're going to be there. And, 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 and the Lord, the Lord reveals something to Moses. Turn over to Exodus 34. I, I, I want to just, you, you, you almost there, bro. You almost, we were close. Exodus 34. Now, verse 5 says, And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed. Listen to what God proclaims. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding 
in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sins. Okay, stop right there. God, God reveals his character to Moses. He says, this is who I am. I'm, I'm a forgiving God. I'm a forgiving God. I, I, I want to proclaim before you the mercy of God. And matter of fact, I'm going to proclaim before you my patience, my, my long suffering. I, I realize my people have sinned. Now, now you have to understand the, the conversation between Moses and God that have preceded this because Moses is on in times past had to plead for the lives of the people because of their sin. God almost acts as though I'll wipe this people out and give you a new people. And Moses has said to God, no, please, God, don't do that. Lord, if you do that, then the Egyptians and others will believe you just brought us out to the wilderness to kill us. God, your reputation is at stake. Don't do that. And he's interceded from them. And God says, uh, son, I just needed someone to intercede. No, here's who I am. Here's the very character of God. Here's the, here's the, God, the God that you serve. I want you to understand that that God is merciful. Verse 6 says that God is gracious. He's long-suffering. He is abounding in goodness. Man, that's good news right there. That's good news. See, you, you don't even know when to shout. He's abounding in goodness, which means that, that there's enough goodness and truth in God to make up for my badness. Can, can I skip ahead a couple of weeks before I, I'm not going to get to it today, but would you look at somebody right now and just say, neighbor, he was hung up for my hangups. I just had to get that in because that's where this all goes to. It goes, it goes to Calvary. I, he says, he says but, but by no means clearing the guilty but visiting the iniquity of the fathers from the children, the children, children, to the third and fourth generation, he says, I want you to understand my character. My character is good. I love you. I love this people. I love what's going on. I'm going to do something for them. But the second revelation that Moses gets from God when he's there before the Lord, he gets this other revelation. He got the revelation of God's perpetual care. That God is not going to stop loving them, even though they have failed to always love and honor God. That God's going to keep on loving them. It doesn't mean we're not going to be punished for sin. But it does mean that God's going to love us. That God loves us. And, and that God was not abandoning them. When he says, will you show me your glory? God says, just stand right here in this cleft, and I'm going to come by you. And when I come by you, I'm going to hold my hand over your face, and uh, I'm going to move by you. And when I pass by you, I'm going to remove my hand, and I'm going to let you see the hinder part of me. Because I need you to understand something. You can't see my face and live. 
but I want you to know I love you enough that I want you to see my, my glory. I want you to get this revelation. I want to I wanna reveal more of myself to you so that you can know that it's going to be all right. I want to reveal more of myself to you intimately so you can know it's going to be all right. Can, can, I, can I hold down the fort for just a moment before I get too happy? And th this is a good one right here. I want y'all to recognize that, that there's no thunder in this text. There's no lightning in this text. The previous text that we read had thunder, lightning, smoke, dark clouds. This text has no thunder, no noise at all, no trembling earth, no dark cloud, but God saying, stand here and I'm gonna hold you in my hand till I pass by. I wanna bless somebody right now. This is gonna help you right now. Don't you ever believe because you didn't jump and shout or you didn't fall out that God's revelation wasn't upon you. See, there, there's some folk that think that the only way you know that God has touched you is that you have to be overwhelmed by the Spirit. My mama taught me when I was younger, I was, used to pray for people a lot, and, and I'd get so happy, I'd be running all around the place, and my mama grabbed me, and she said to me, stand still. I said, okay. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm hot. I feel the anointing. I feel the power. I feel the move of God. She said, son, you can't transfer that which you can't hold. I'm trying to bless somebody. You've got to get to the place where you can be in the presence of God and know the anointing is working and know the power is there and know that God is giving divine revelation and speaking to you without foaming at the mouth, without laying and rolling all over the floor. No, there's nothing wrong with shouting and dancing and speaking in tongues, but at some point you need to be able to stand flat-footed and hear from heaven. I feel anointing up in here tonight. God, God speaks of his perpetual care. I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to be with you. Okay, okay. Finally, finally. And I'm going to my seat with this one. I'm going to my seat. I'm going to my seat. I feel, I feel God in the place. I feel God in the place. I really do. Here. He wants to reveal one other thing to him. He wants to reveal his revelation of God is the power to change us. See, Moses, I know you're praying about them, but I also need to bring you into another place. Because if you don't come up, you won't be able to bless them. And some of us are trying to bless others while not coming up ourselves. God wants us to receive revelation 
that's going to be transformative for us first so that the transformation on us can be revealed to others so that we then can be living epistles and examples of the glory of God in the earth realm. And if we're not transformed, if we're not changed, then we can't be the change agents God wants us to be. Why do you think God let Moses come down looking changed? Because he needed them to know that he had been changed. And since you've been changed, the condition of the people has been changed. Their place has been changed. Everything has changed. Until you change, there ain't no change. Until you get it, don't look for somebody else to get it. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Write it down, write it down. Here's what, here's what the apostle says. He says this way. He says, uh, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as a mirror the glory of the Lord. You do know that this verse is a reflection of chapter 34. We all with unveiled face, beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. The word transformed relates to what? Changed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Preach whilst I'm trying to. He says, I need you to look in the mirror and recognize that if you change, I'll change your generation. If you change, I'll change your household. If you change, I'll change your family. If you change, I'll change those around you. If you change, you need to be the change you want to see in the earth realm. And as you change, I'll transform those things that you have prayed over. And if we get the revelation of Jesus in our flesh, God will change us so that we can change the world. Somebody give God a praise in this place. 